0: We are constantly thinking about how to manage our money on a day to day basis. We consistently are looking for the next big investment, how to get out of debt and how to save for kids college. The crazy part about this is that in this whole entire rat race, we forget that we are not alive on this earth forever. When we pass, there's so much that we leave behind that if only we could tell someone out there where it should go when we die, it would make it so much easier on our families. Well, let me tell you, there certainly is a way to do just that. Recent studies shows that roughly 32% of people have a will. This is hard to fathom, truly hard to fathom, as this is your financial plan when you die. Today I want to uncover what you need to know about a will and really if you should take the time to get
1: one let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining me today on The Financial Mirror, where we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time joining in, don't forget to hit the subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. That does go a long ways in helping the information get out there to more and more listeners as we continue to try to help every single person, improve their finances in their own personal life. If you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify listening to this episode, leave that five-star review and a written comment as both of those go a long ways in helping spread this information to other listeners. Well, let me tell you today, we have a great episode coming up and it also does mark the 99th episode of the financial mirror. You woo, woo, woo. what, what, what? No, no, I'm just, no, I'm not just kidding. I'm actually really excited. 99 episodes in, uh, what a great time it has been. It's been a great journey, uh, but we're almost there. I'm looking forward to next week. I'll release my hundredth episode of the financial mirror since the initial inception, but not so fast. We do have to get through 99, but I wanted to tell you that because I am happy about the episode that we will be doing for the 100th iteration of the Financial Mirror. For the last 99 episodes, we have talked about many things. Right? Thinking back, I've done uh, I've done real estate. Uh, different real estate series. I've done college, like should you go to college series. I've done budgeting. Let me tell you, I've done budgeting and I've done more budgeting. Uh, I've, I've talked about debt a lot. I've talked about debt free. I've done some current event reactions. I've done some YouTube video reactions. I've done inflation. I've done investing. I've done all of these things. So much more out there of, of the past 98 episodes And what I want to say is this, the one thing that out of all those, the one thing I have never talked about is your finances after you die, right? I've never talked about that. And I feel like a certain part of me has let you down. I have let down many listeners out there because I haven't really talked about what you should do about your money and how to handle everything you own from a financial perspective After you pass away. So today, uh, I want to say this. I know it's a dark subject, right? I understand that. I understand that when we talk about death, when we talk about things you're doing to, you know, ultimately make death easier, it's not the easiest conversation, but it is one that needs to be talked about. I have lost a lot of close family members from my dad to all of my grandparents and many more Relatives out there. And what I can tell you is this I can tell you that the ones that passed away that had a solid financial plan when that happened made everything easier on the family. So if there's one thing that you can do for you for you right now and for your family in the future is to look at this financial plan and getting it created so that after you do pass away from this earth, you will be ready. So this financial plan that I am speaking of, sure you know what it is, but it is a will. And today we are going to talk just about that. What a will is, should you have one, and if you should, how to go about getting one. So let's go first steps. What is a will? Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. That's anchor.fm to get started. So the first thing up is what is a will? Before I tell you what that is, let me start with what it isn't, okay? I want to start with this because this is a common misconception from so many people. What it is not is not this thing that only rich people have, right? That's a common misconception. People think, oh, I don't need a will because I don't have a lot of money. Or I don't have a lot of things. So what do I need a will for? If I die, my stuff's just going to, like, people can just have my stuff, right? Like, whatever it wants to go, like, they can just take it. That's not, that's not what a will is meant for. That's not truly what a will is meant for. Uh, You're kind of scratching the surface, but that's not really the intent of the will. Another thing that a will is not, is it's not considered something that you only need once you have a family. That's also not what it is. So I'm going to show you why all of this is the case, why that or those common misconceptions continue to creep into people's minds, and how to circumvent that and really get to the bottom of what is a will and should you have one. So what a will is actually, well, as you can see on the screen, if you're watching this live, otherwise I'm still going to read it, Webster defines a will as a legal declaration of a person's wishes Regarding the disposal of his or her property or estate after death. Okay. That's what it is in simplest terms. That's what it is. Now I'm going to make it even simpler and say, this is a legal document that tells those that are living after you pass where each of your belongings are going to go. That's a very simple term. You're going to die. You're going to have stuff this will is going to tell everyone that you're close to that wants a piece of your stuff who is going to get what. That's, that's sort of how this goes. So let me break it down for you a little further. Everything you own belongs to you. The television or computer or phone that you're listening to this episode on, that belongs to you. So let's say something happens to you, like let's say something happens to you and you wanted your brother or sister or sibling or whatever to have that device. That would go in your will. Otherwise, who's going to, who who really is going to get that device? Well, that's where it gets complicated. To be honest with you, that's where it gets complicated. Who does get it? Well, good question. Uh, that's That's where the fighting starts. So the idea is that everything you own is yours. And what we have to figure out is... How exactly is this going to be divvied out? And, and that's where this will does. That is what a will is. It's the legal document that's going to move all of the things you own from money to stuff to whatever to the respective party. I hope that all makes sense. And if it does, good. That means we can move on. So ho- hopefully you understand what a will is. Now let's discuss why you need one. So I told you this isn't for rich people. I told you this isn't for people with a lot of money. I told you that all these things that you've possibly heard about a will are not true or some slightly true, but most not true, So Really and truthfully, a will is for everyday people like you and me. Every single person out there needs a will. I'm saying that up front. Every single person out there needs a will. But why? I wanna give you some reasons today that will hopefully give you the encouragement that you will realize that you need a will. That's what I wanna do. Once I discuss these, I'm hoping really and truthfully that this encourages you to go and get a will and put it together as soon as possible. If you will do that, you will feel better about your finances and everything else. As you move through life, the other biggest thing is once that will is in place, everyone else can be comfortable in where everything in your in your life is going. So when you pass, there's no like, "Oh, well, I thought that was for me. No, that wasn't for you." That was put in the will to go to XYZ person, right? That's the good part about this, so At the end of this episode, I want to ensure you have all the information you need, all the resources to get you prepared. But first, I want to show you why it's worth it, because if I cannot show you why it's worth it and you don't believe me when I tell you that you need a will, you're not going to do it. You're not going to take action. So I want to first show you why it's worth it, not only for those with a lot of money and all this stuff, but for everyday people like you and me. First off, let's talk about your family. If you are a parent, your kids mean the world to you. Now, do they get on your nerves? Sure, Uh, of course they do. But even though they get on your nerves, they mean the world to you, right? They truly mean the world to you. Now, here's a question for you. A question is, if you passed away, actually let's say you, both parents pass away, you and your significant other pass away, where do your kids go, right? Where do your kids go? Well, maybe you know you thought about that and you're like, well, we've had that conversation before and we figured that out. Okay. Let's say you did. What if you both pass away and both sets of grandparents want the kids? What happens? What happens now if we throw another kink in there and aunt and uncle now want the kids? They live across the street from them and they want them, right? All this thing, all these things happen. And that's a big deal, right? You have both as a grandparents want the kids after you and the significant other passed away. Now aunt and uncle want the kids. So where do the kids go? Well, the courts normally, if, if it comes down to no will is present, the courts are gonna get involved and they normally are going to give custody to the closest living relative. Okay. Think about that. Think about right now. You had that conversation and you knew who was going to get your kids and now the court's saying well no I don't I don't know you had that conversation so I'm saying give it to the closest living relative think about your closest living relative is that someone that you want to raise your kids maybe not maybe it is I don't know what I'm saying is this either way no matter what you think about if your closest living relative is great to watch your kids or not think about as simply put, if you did a will, you could have solved all of your problems with that single document. You could have went into your will and put, if, if I die, my spouse gets the kids. It, you know that's, that's kind of a given, but let's just for, for simplicity, for using the will, that's the, that's the issue. If me and my spouse die, the kids go to blank. Grandparent, my my parents or my spouse's parents or whatever, right? You get to designate that. By selecting who gets custody of your children, you can feel confident in knowing that your children will be taken care of. Those little nerve-wracking children will be raised in good hands, okay? That's the important part. That makes everything easier because you know the kids are going to be taken care of, right? That's the beauty of the wheel when we think about the family. Now, Let's talk about money. Let's talk about all the money you have. So money is, is all the dollars that you own. This mostly is only looking at checking and savings accounts, okay? And I'm saying that because all of these other you know types of accounts you normally will set a beneficiary for, and that's going to be where the money goes for those and i'm talking iras 401ks 403bs all these other types of accounts you're going to set a beneficiary for those and that's not so much going to be determined by a will so what we really are looking at here is money in those checking accounts money in those savings accounts cash on hand things like that that's where you are going to use your will to determine where that money goes. So if you had $100,000 in cash savings checking and you wanted 25% to go to this person, 25% to go to this person, 50% to go to this person, all of a sudden you can do that with your will, right? You can do that. That's the beauty of it. That's truly the beauty of it. So we want to we want to look at using the will, to differentiate our money. We want to look at the will to ensure that all of our money is going to the right place, right? And that's a beauty of it. That's a great part about the will and that's a part that you have to get behind. You have to understand exactly what it is that that you have from a a currency perspective, from that, that hard cash perspective and put where it's going to go. Lastly, what about the stuff? What about all the stuff that you have well this is where it gets complicated because if it's not in the will well guess what it becomes he say she say about who gets what so anything that you own and you pass away and and more than one people one more than one people more than one person wants it you have a there's a problem right if only one person's going to get what you, you know, each item that you have. So if you had a car and you pass away, if only one person wants it, you know, then, okay. If it's not in the wheel, at least only one person wanted it. Things get tricky when two plus people want the same item. That's where the wheel comes in. So all the items that you have need to be documented in the wheel and where they go. Okay. Very important need to be documented on what you have and where they go. Because if five people want that item, you're gonna need a will to say this is no, this is who I wanted to have that item. Not who y'all think I wanted to have that item, this is who I wanted to have that item. So the will is gonna do that. So you'll be able to clearly define who gets all your stuff. Let me tell you something. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you, but I have personally I mean, and I mean, personally, I have seen a headache that comes with someone not having a will, right? Luckily, the, the story that I speak of, the individual did have a will. What the headache that I'm talking about is if I if I envision and I say, wow, had that will not been there. Oh, my goodness. This would have been a nutcase. I'm talking about crazy wanted this, wanted that, you know, this person was supposed to get this and now it goes to this person and this and this, like totally can go crazy, right? So I've personally seen that. So having that will is important. Having that will is vital because everyone knows when everything's good and there's no will present and there's just a couple items, not much money, it's not as big of an issue. It becomes a huge problem when you die, you're no longer there to make any decisions for yourself and someone else is having to make decisions for you on good faith. They may or may not have made the same decision you would have made. So it's important to do this and do this yourself so that you can make the decisions. Now, the other great thing is that about about a will and why you should do one now is because you never know when you may not be mentally capable of completing your will. If you wait until the very last moment or, a, or some type of tragedy happens in your life, you may not be mentally stable enough to do a will. Now that creates a whole other set of problems. So right now, as you listen to this episode, I challenge you, To look at these things, we talked about family, we talked about money, talked about all your stuff, getting that put into a legal document that's going to to facilitate the moving of your items, your estate, to the people that you wanted to designate it as, that is a crucial time. That is what would happen now. That is what this will would be used for. Remember, Webster defines this whole, whole entire thing as a legal declaration of a person's wishes regarding the disposal of his or her property or estate after death. Remember that. It's crucial. The key is to all of this is that when you die, you'll no longer have the ability to make decisions for yourself. So do it now while you can. It's very, very important. It's crucial. Okay. so that brings me to the final point here. So I told you what a will is. I told you why you should have one. How do you get one? How do you get this last will and testament? How do you get this drafted? Well, when it comes to getting a will drafted, it actually is not all that complicated. If I'm being totally honest, the first place that you can look, and this is probably the number one place people go to look, is they go to a local lawyer and they sit down with this local lawyer and the lawyer drafts up this will. And this document is now executable after you pass, right? That's one way to do it. hundred percent, you can go do that. But this is probably, not even probably, this this actually is the most expensive option. Quality of work may be better because it's more personable. They may know to to ask you certain questions that are more thought-provoking, like they've probably done a bunch of them. So I don't want to say that it's a terrible option. If that's the option you choose, go for it. Now, what I also want to tell you is that there's a second place you can look. You can look online and there are many places out there, various websites that can draft a will. Okay. They can all draft a will. Now, I also want to tell you that you can do it by yourself. There's there's plenty of resources out there that you can draft a will by yourself. There's certain steps you have to go through, but go and look up how to draft your own will, and you can do that. There's some there's obviously some 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 legal things that have to happen. Uh, but it's easily possible. You don't need to outsource this at all. You can easily do it by yourself. Now, the last one, and certainly not the least, uh, I wanted to throw this out there. You know, I'm a, I'm a Dave Ramsey coach. I'm a financial coach under Dave Ramsey, and it'd be crazy if I didn't throw out his site, but he does offer a will out there, $129 for you, $198 for you and a spouse, Those are the two options. They do it online. The quality of work is great. Uh, If you do get to the end of this episode and you're interested in checking out Dave's site, you can look down in the description below in this episode. And I put a link where you can start building out your will on his website. So I want to I want to throw that plug out there. I'm not affiliated with the. these are not affiliated links. So I do not make any money. I do not make anything. No credit for anything by you going through that website link at the bottom. I just wanted to make it easy access because I do truthfully believe that a will is one of the most important parts of your financial journey that is so commonly overlooked. And when I say it's so commonly overlooked, there is facts that prove that it is so commonly overlooked. Here on the screen, I've got a a group or a data set that Gallup did back in May of 2021 and what I can tell you is that um, roughly 46% in this study I've also seen other studies that are about 32% of people actually have a will right 32 to 46% I'll say that this Gallup poll says 46% and I can tell you that if you really look at it you can see that 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 People that, are, that make a, a house, they have a household income over $100,000, 61% of those people have a will, right? And that proves that, that common misconception that I talked about. Well, if I have a lot of money, I need a will. If I don't have a lot of money, I don't need a will. That's not true. People, and it's, it's literally half. 60% have a will if you make over $100,000 or more. 30% have a will if you make under $40,000. It's literally there. Like people buy into this mindset and it's totally false. It's totally not true and let me tell you you don't have to be a part of that. Next thing is that you can see from this from this Gallup poll that as people get older, they tend to start doing their wills. 76% of people 65 and older have a will. of people 18 to 29 have a will. So I'm saying all that to say, we've got to change that trajectory. You never know when something could happen. There's so much stress that comes to losing a family member. So much stress. There's so many moving parts when a family member passes away. And honestly, when that happens, this is a time for families to pull in, pull in closer together and really lean on each other But when you don't have a will, this could totally cause unneeded separation in your family. This could cause everyone to start pushing apart, right? Because they thought all along, you may have even told them, when I die, you're going to get this. When I die, this will be yours. Then you die and nothing is legal. Nothing is written. Nothing is there. And that person is misled. So all of a sudden families, the dynamics just totally start to separate They start to pull apart and that's not what we want. I can't express enough how important it is for you to get a will. Get one created, total investment, easily there's places out there that you can do it cheaper than, than Ramsey's website, I just, I'm telling you the quality of work is great and it's, it's totally an option out there if that's something that you choose. But I can't express enough that it's it's just time for you to to get that created. I don't care if you're single. I don't care if you're married with kids. I don't care if you're married with no kids. I don't care if you're married with a hundred kids. Get a will and get it as soon as possible. Now, the last thing I want to say, and and I want to take the time to say this. This is not technically will related, but it kind of is. The last thing when we talk about death and finances, and when we talk about Having that financial plan after you pass away, the one thing I want you to look at is always, always, always update beneficiaries on your accounts. If you have any type of retirement account, if you have any type of account and you can add a beneficiary to it, I challenge you to go look at it. Take a look and ensure it's up to date. These should be reviewed. What if something happened, right? Like What if something happened and your beneficiary got deleted somehow? we have a whole new problem in our hands. It could have taken you a few minutes every few years just to double check and make sure that beneficiary is correct. Double check and make sure that all of your information is up to date. So look at your beneficiaries, go create that will, and I'm telling you, you will be better off financially now knowing that everything will be set up, everything will be good to go, if that time comes before you planned it and you passed away now if you are totally ready to take control of your finances and you want to book your free financial coaching session head on over to the and hit book now if you have any questions about the wheel. if you have any questions about just making sure you're on the right track financially you can head over to the thefinancialmirror.org for uh, and hit book now Get your free consultation. We can discuss if a financial coach is right for you. Finally, if you do want to give an extra dose of support to the Financial Mirror, you can go over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome Financial Mirror gear. Everything's out there. Store is constantly updating with new products. So feel free to go and look now. If you looked a month ago, maybe there's a new product in there that you need to pick up. I truly appreciate every single person that continues to tune into the show i truly appreciate every single person that's sharing this, these episodes with their friends family co-workers if you have not yet go ahead and share that with all of your friends family and co-workers and don't forget to subscribe like and comment on the episodes if you are listening to this on a podcast thank you so much and don't forget to hit subscribe and leave a five star review and a written comment on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as that goes a long way in getting the message out. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace.
1: Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.